Hello again. Thanks for joining us for You Do What here on LJN Radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. With You Do What, we're checking out a variety of non-traditional jobs. Maybe they're a bit odd or just more fun than the average profession. Either way, we're trying to let you know you have plenty of options for a career. This is actually part two of our conversation with our expert guest, Debbie Pagel. She's a baker and owner of Eat Cake in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We're specifically looking at the idea of being a cake designer. Here in the second part of our conversation, Debbie talks about some of those favorite cakes and the memorable experiences she's had in her career. How about as far as your designs, things you've been the most proud of? Maybe it is a wedding cake that you were able to to mimic out of a magazine, or, or maybe it was some of these these other creative ones that I've seen. Uh, for those listening, you can go to eatcakemilwaukee.com and you can find the designs on there. Are there any that stand out that you just were really proud of that you felt you nailed it or you thought it was such a challenge, but you you pulled it off? Any that stand out for you? You know, I I really love to make things, you know, make things resemble food. Okay. Or or things you know like you know to do very realistic things that that really look like you know and it fool people. Those are like again like I mentioned before the Chicago hot dog you right. know things like that. I just love when people are just like um, and then one time we did it, it was like a meal and and they brought in a styrofoam container for me to put the cake portions <laughs> nice. in it you know so that she could fool her dad into thinking it was a salmon dinner with red beans and rice and and and, and greens when it was all made out of frosting and and um cake so those kinds of things i really really love and there have been some really beautiful wedding cakes too and because i do so many 3d and wacky things so often it is really refreshing to just you know make really a really simple beautiful sort of traditional wedding cake so um, we did one t- at one time try to recreate again, you know, keeping into consideration people's budget. Right. A um, a wedding cake that I believe that was on Sex in the City. Oh, okay. Um, and it was like a really, and it was one of the superstar cake designers that did it, and I'm sure that cake probably cost thousands and thousands right. of dollars. So we tried to like you know recreate a, a version of that um, on uh, you know on her budget, and and that was uh, and that turned out pretty special. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, have you had any? really strange requests at all from people that you maybe tried or didn't try because you just thought it's just not going to work? You know, every so often I'll get people that will inquire about about things that are just, you know, I, I know that there's no way they're going to want to pay for, for what they want. You know, they'll want like life-size cakes of somebody or their, or their bride. Oh, now, there's a geez. few pictures on the internet of, of brides that have had like a cake, you know, a model of them wow. you know, to size done for their wedding. And, you know, people think, wow, that's great. I want that for my wedding. <laughs> you know, and I just kind of throw out like what, you know, just a ballpark of what that would cost. And usually that just like, that's, that's you know, that, that's yeah. it. <laughs> that scares them off pretty quick. They don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know, you know, and I had a, to another a woman just recently that sent me a picture of somebody else created this cake. And again, this cake probably costs like about $10,000. <laughs> I would imagine if I, I, and I kind of, I kind of calculated how many layers of cake and how much work, and, and, and I tried to figure it out. And, of course, I gave her, well, this, this cake, I'm sure, costs this much. And, I, I, you know, she just didn't believe me, and then she contacted me again. I don't know if she thought I was a different person, you know, via email. Right. And, again, I told her the price. And, and then I thought, well, that was kind of fun, and it was the most ridiculous picture, too. It was like <laughs> a big, giant, you know, like, carriage, you know, like Cinderella carriage made out of cake sure. with the cake on top of it. And it was probably Jeez. like, you know, 15 feet tall. And, <laughs> and so it was kind of a fun thing to just post on Facebook and ask everybody's opinion. Hey, how much would you charge if, you know, if somebody right. asked for a cake like this? So it's it's interesting to to see what uh, what, what people, like some people had to know what's involved and kind of, you know, can guesstimate other people have no idea what something like that would cost. 
Yeah, that definitely. I mean, I, I I naturally just think the bigger you get, it's just going to get that much more expensive. I mean, have you had any? Have you had? Have you been able to within somebody's budget create anything that's been? I mean, in your mind, extra large or, or something that's sort of beyond that traditional size? Oh yeah, yeah. I have. Um, there's been one instance that that I can recall. It was. It was. Um, oh, I don't even know what the function was. I couldn't even tell you, but it was at the Fister, I remember, and um, they wanted like seven tiers of cake. They wanted like fresh flowers, you know, like sort of elevated layers with fresh um, roses, red roses in between all the layers. So uh, when I need a ladder to, to set up the cakes, then <laughs> it's very problematic because, you know, it's so tall. But that cake in particular, when there's when you've got hundreds of people in a room, heat rises, and then you've got the lights that are shining on the cake also. Sure. So this cake before before their event before they wanted to cut into it, the the top layer started to melt oh. because it was just so hot. <laughs> so they were disappointed that they had to take it, you know, you know, cut into it early. But but you know, I I can't guarantee that when when they get so large that. Right. So, but now after that instant, I know if people want like a really super tall cake, I, you know, I tell them, well, you'd be really you know, should kind of consider that, that heat rises and how, you know, how, how soon that that should be set up and if it's going to last. Yeah. Now, I mean, all the different factors that the average person wouldn't think of, that's, uh, I, you know, clearly that's why you're the expert and we all just sort of play off of what you, what you suggest in those cases. Yeah. Now it's obvious that you love what you're doing and that you enjoy most, if not all the aspects. Are there any parts that you, you don't like, or maybe you wish you could change in some way that would, I don't know, maybe just be a, a cherry on top, so to speak? I'm sure there's a lot that I could change that, but I don't know that I, I want to change it, but if I did, it would probably, everything would be much smoother. You know, over the years I've found um, assistants that, that have been really helpful and wonderful. And then they kind of move on um, because I'm so small and I've got such a small space, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't really do a high volume and and that's what I like to, to be small and kind of do, you know, a low volume of cakes so that I can be a part of everyone. But it would be really nice to have, you know, like, like Cake Boss, like you mentioned, just a whole team of people yeah. that can do the things that I don't like to do because there are a few things that I am not very good at. And if I could find like a talented person that loved to do like the little characters, like 3D modeled out of like um, gum paste or modeling chocolate, you know, things like that, that are just um, not my thing. High heel shoes is another thing that I <laughs> think, you know, there's other people that I bet could do a much better job than me. And the customer always loves it and they think they're great, but it's just not my favorite thing to do. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And yeah, I, I think, you know, I, you know, I mentioned Cake Box, I figure it stands out for people and that, that people have to understand there's a big difference from what they're doing there to what you are in terms of, the, as you said, the volume, the amount of people helping out. You know, since you're down on the ground floor, so to speak, with all the aspects, I'm sure people appreciate that you're involved so much like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, like I said, I have had people from time to time and it's, um, you know, if they, if they do something that isn't like what I envision and I don't want to completely, you know, delegate and tell them exactly what to do, I kind of want to let them do their own creative thing. And if I know the customer, because I've had that connection with that customer, I know what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been exactly what that customer wants. There's been times where I've been like, you know, after, the, after my assistant leaves and I'll go and fix it the way I know the <laughs> customer wants. So that's, you know, I realized that over the years, you know, that's just more, more trouble than what it's worth. And, you know, I've had some really great people over, over the years, but it's, um, it's hard to find that special person that, that kind of, I guess, thinks and creates kind of like what, what I want them to create, I guess. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. I mean, just as you said, you, you have sort of the idea the vision, the creativity to it. So it makes perfect sense. Are there any myths that you know of that are out there? I mean, maybe brought on by some of the, the TV stuff, uh, anything that, 
you would point out to people that say, you know, not realistic or it's just not an actual aspect of, of what you do or what can be done in most cases? You know, I think to a lot of those shows, they, they really kind of create a lot of drama because it's more interesting on TV. Uh, um, you know, so the whole Bridezilla yeah. you know, thing, <laughs> that whole phenomenon, there's so many shows, shows about it. I have ever, I have yet to meet a Bridezilla. Really? I've never really had one. I've, I've had some that are a little bit more controlling or mm-hmm. they, they're just a little bit, you know, uh, a little bit needier and stuff like that. But, but nothing to the, to the degree, I don't know, maybe I've put those people off in the beginning and they've never really actually booked, you know, me for their wedding cake, but, but I've never really had that experience. And, and, and in fact, I've had, you know, I'll know a florist who will be working with the same bride and he'll be, they'll complain about the, the bride. Oh, she was just such a pain in the butt. And, and I'm like, really? Cause I just thought she was the sweetest can be, you know, <laughs> I, I never, I don't have that same you know, and I don't know if it's because I'm easygoing and they are more relaxed, so then they kind of let me do my thing or, or or what that is. So I don't, you know, that whole Bridezilla thing I have yet to really, you know, there are some people that are more pleasant to work with than others. Sure. But I've never dealt, dealt with, a, with a true Bridezilla. And I don't know, myths, you know, there, I have a lot of young people that come in and they want a job and they've, they've went through some sort of culinary program and they think that they are going to get a job working full time with benefits and get paid a ton of money to decorate cakes. And that, that's, that's definitely a myth, especially in Milwaukee. You know, there's other markets that probably end up people will pay more mm-hmm. for, you know, elaborate cakes, but it's still Milwaukee, you know. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> sure, sure. I think most people understand, you know, especially around the Milwaukee area, you understand where we fit in there. Uh, you brought up that side of it, the financial aspect. Can you give us some sort of ballpark? I mean, I know it's going to be different depending on if you own a place like yourself versus if you're just, you know, working as, say, an assistant, that kind of thing. But, I mean, can you sort of throw out a little bit something for the listeners to get an idea of, um, you know, even if there's an experience factor to it as you move on in years? Uh, I, I know it's hard to judge, but any sort of, as we said, ballpark would really help out. Um, as far as how much you would make in this business? Yeah, or? for the most part. Again, I know it can vary where you're working, but yeah. maybe things you've seen, heard, uh, just a general idea that listeners get an idea, just if they want to go into it, what they're getting into. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I think because I'm so, so um, my business is so different because we don't do a high volume. It's very low production. Um, it's very creative and very time consuming. I mean, frankly, I would probably work more if I just got a job at McDonald's or something like that. You know, I mean, I would get bit paid more, but again, I'm the business owner. So, and I've had assistants here that, you know, I've paid them an hourly rate of like up to like, you know, $12 or I could go higher depending on experience, but, um, an hour, but it's, it's really seasonal too. So it's really tricky because, you know, the winter's, the winters, you know, there's nothing but, you know, some piddly, you know, birthday cakes and things like that. There's not a lot of weddings. And that's really the, you know, that's that's definitely um, the bread and butter there is, 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 is weddings. So, yeah, I don't make a lot of money at all, but I love it so much that it doesn't matter. I'm sure there's ways I could make more money. Yeah, well, yeah, and that, I was going to ask that. I mean, in terms of being a baker or some sort of other culinary expertise, if somebody is looking to make more money, I mean, would you suggest they be looking for things on the side, so to speak? I mean, you're you're obviously a business owner, so you took that route. Uh, I mean, do you see that as a, a viable route for people, maybe in smaller cities, smaller areas? You know, I have, um, you know, I have seen you know places kind of pop up where I know that they've been making cakes for a while because I can tell from their portfolio that they, that they've been doing it probably as a hobby okay. or you know out of their home for quite some time with no overhead. They do it for fun. It's 
you know, they, they can make a, a big chunk of money, you know, doing a wedding cake or some specialty cake. And they think, wow, I, if I could do more of these, you know, I could have my own shop. And, mm-hmm. and then, the, you know, they don't last for very long at all because when, when you've got overhead, you know, it's a completely different, diff, different story. Um, so if it's somebody who's like a hobby baker who loves doing it and is, is, is able to do it out of their home, I, I would recommend, you know, you know, sticking with that. Um, because, you know, you take a big risk, you know, like, sure. you know, opening a shop and, and I didn't really do it so much, you know, as a hobby on the side, like some of these people, you know, have done for years. I had done, I've been working more in the, in the industry, you know, and then just did a few cakes on the side, but that wasn't, you know, really kind of how I got into it. So I had been in the industry already. Sometimes if you're, if you're going to work in a bigger shop where you can get, you know, guaranteed set up, set hours and stuff. Sometimes it's hard, you know, you won't really maybe be able to be as creative you know, as you would like to, you know, working in a bigger place because, mm-hmm. you know, that's their style and their customers expect that sort of cake. But there are a few places that actually are a little bit bigger than me that, that do a higher volume. They'll do a lot more birthday cakes and smaller things that you can really kind of dip your toes, you know, in the water to see if that's something that you really enjoy doing. And that definitely fits in with you know, a lot of professions we talk to people about. You just got to find your niche and, and see what you enjoy. And obviously the route you took, as you mentioned me when I contacted you, it's kind of a, a labor of love for yourself, but you enjoy it so much that it, it, it all pays off in the end. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's all I can say. I love it very much. And it, it's worth all the hard work, you know, and the payoff is, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not somebody who's, who's motivated by money, I guess, you know, and you know, I could, I'm sure I could be a much better business person, but I would rather make a cake that's really special for somebody, you know, that they can afford and that they're going to order as opposed to quoting so high, you know, that they're not going to order it. And then I don't get to work on the fun project. So. Well, I think that's a good place to end here as we've talked about the idea of cake design and, and getting to that field profession. As you said, maybe there's a little bit of a glorification and dramatization on TV about it, but uh, in listening to you, I'm sure all of our listeners understand that if you have a passion for it, that's definitely a place where they can find a niche. Again, we'll have to wrap up this episode, however, of You Do What here on LJN Radio. We've been talking about the cake design industry with our guest, Debbie Pagel, the owner of Eat Cake, which is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Thanks a lot for your insight tonight, Debbie. Yeah, thank you very much. Of course, we want to hear from you, the listeners, as well. So send us any comments or suggestions for any of our podcasts. Maybe you're curious about another type of non-traditional or maybe just a flat-out strange job. Just shoot us an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. That'll wrap things up for this edition on LJN Radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everyone.